I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. Welcome, one and all, to the I'm in Love with That Song podcast. I'm your host, Brad Page. And each episode of this show, I pick one of my favorite songs and we explore it together, just trying to get a handle on what makes a song great. No musical knowledge is required here. We don't get into music theory or too much technical jargon. We're just listening to the performances, the production, and all those little nuances that go into making a song work. On this edition, we're uncovering a lesser-known track by Paul McCartney that's called Back on my feet. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. 
Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Hey, this is Mick Jones of Foreigner, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. Way back on the very first episode of this podcast, we listened to a McCartney song called Daytime Nighttime Suffering that was relegated to a B-side and never got the attention that it deserved. On this episode, we'll be exploring another McCartney B-side that I think deserves a lot more attention, too. Back in 1987, McCartney was coming off a run of mediocre albums that didn't receive great reviews and didn't sell particularly well either. So he was looking to mix things up. He was looking for someone to inject some new life into his songwriting. And so he reached out to Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello and the Attractions had played at one of the last ever shows by Wings, the Concert for the People of Campuchia benefit in 1979, And both Paul and Elvis were working in the same studio at one point during the 80s, so they had met a few times before. By 1987, Elvis had a number of hits, and he was well-respected as a songwriter, and critics loved him. He was a natural choice for McCartney to collaborate with. People were quick to say that Costello would be the new Lennon in the partnership, but I never really saw it that way. Elvis Costello isn't John Lennon. He had his own thing going. But he did bring a cleverness and a more biting edge than anyone McCartney had written with since Lennon. The first song McCartney and Costello worked on together was Back on My Feet. Paul had the basic melody for the song together, but it wasn't finished. Let's hear a bit of McCartney's original demo for the song. How many days will the wet weather last? I wanna know will the clouds when they roll back Reveal a man in an old Mac Sitting on a park bench Living on his own Cut to the rain as it runs down the glass Eventually, through the lightning and thunder, we see a man going under. This is how it happened. This is what he said. He said, I don't need love. I was born on the street. Give me your hand till I'm back on my feet. Say, I don't need love. I was born on the street. If you listen to the whole demo, you'll hear he just repeats that verse again, so clearly the lyrics weren't finished yet. But the idea is there. This image of a down-on-his-luck guy, homeless, living on the street. Elvis would contribute to the lyrics, in particular expanding on the cinematic language and adding a counter-melody. 
Recording sessions for the final version began on March 9th, 1987, at Hog Hill Studio, which is McCartney's home studio in East Sussex, England. This was the first time Paul worked with producer Phil Ramone. The basic track was laid down with Paul on piano, Tim Renwick on guitar, Nick Glennie Smith on keyboards, and Charlie Morgan on drums. Paul would later overdub the bass along with some additional guitar and his vocals, and Linda McCartney would add some backing vocals. I really like the low-key groove of this song. Let's bring up the drums for a second just to get a better feel for that beat. So far, the song is largely keyboard-focused, but if you listen closely to this next verse, you can hear some very clean electric guitar come in. Sounds like it might be recorded in stereo. It's nestled pretty low in the mix. In that verse, we start to get some of that cinematic imagery in the lyrics. Cut to the rain as it runs down the glass. Eventually, through the lightning and thunder, we see a man going under. It's almost like they're directing a film. Let's go back and bring up the vocals so we can hear some of those lyrics again. Cut to the rain as it runs down the glass. Eventually, through the lightning and thunder. You see a man going under. This is how it happens. This is what he said. Now we've reached the first chorus, and things ramp up here. There's a distorted guitar that comes in with power chords, and McCartney intensifies his vocals here. Now he's singing from the perspective of this guy on the street. Costello referred to this character as a hapless vagabond. He's defiant. He's saying, I don't need your love. I just need a hand until I'm back on my feet. And McCartney puts that edge into his vocal performance. All right, let's go back and listen to that again, because there's something odd happening there as we come out of the chorus. It's like there's a half of a beat added or maybe a half of a beat missing. I can't figure it out. Listen to the snare drum and you'll really notice it. The snare is hitting on the two and the four of every measure, as usual. 
but you'll hear it sort of skip when they come out of the chorus. So here's the snare drum on the two and the four, as you'd expect. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. But listen to what happens as the chorus reaches the end. You caught that, right? Let's play through that change one more time. Well, I just think that's an odd choice because it's definitely intentional. All right, here's the next verse. Focusing on the breath of a man. I really like that series of chord changes behind that part of the verse. Let's listen to just the instrumental tracks there. Here comes the next chorus, and notice how they add echoes to Paul's voice when he hits the word sky. Great vocals in the chorus, including those harmonies. Let's listen to that again and bring up the vocals so we can hear that a little better. that skipped beat again. Paul changes his vocal delivery again for this section. Let's go back and focus on the vocals here. I really like that whoa at the end there. Let's go back and listen to that section again with all the parts together. Notice how they've mixed in an electronic drum sound along with the snare drum just for those four beats between the vocals. We'll play that again. Here comes that added snare sound again. Here's the last verse. It opens once again with a cinematic reference. McCartney plays a great little bass part there. Let's hear that again. Back again to a girl walking by. 
On this chorus, Paul sings some additional lines around the main chorus vocals. And there's some guitar fills, probably played by Tim Renwick, added here. Elvis Costello said that one of the things he contributed to the song was a countermelody sung from the perspective of an unsympathetic chorus of onlookers. I'm pretty sure he's referring to this part coming up. And the final lines of the song kind of conclude the film or movie imagery. Here they sing, His face starts to fade as we pull down the shade and the picture we made is in glorious cinemascope. His face starts to fade as we pull down the shade and the picture we made is in glorious cinemascope. I'll be back. I'll be back. I love McCartney's last bit of vocals there as the song fades out. It's like he's yelling into the camera of our imagined movie here, defiant till the end. I'll be back. I'll be back. There's also some nice orchestration with the guitar and the bass behind that part. Let's back it up and listen through the fade to the end. Back on My Feet by Paul McCartney. Here's a song written by two musical legends, Paul McCartney and Elvis Costello, produced by a legendary producer, Phil Ramone. They put all this effort into writing it and recording it, and then it ends up being relegated to a B-side of a relatively obscure single called Once Upon a Long Ago that most people don't know that as an A-side let alone what was on the flip side. If I wrote something half as good as this, I'd consider that a lifetime achievement. For McCartney, it's just something to fill space on a B-side. His career is just full of gems like this. Thanks for joining me again on this episode of the I'm In Love With That Song podcast. We're part of the Pantheon network of podcasts, home to many great music-related shows, so be sure to check those out too. 
This show will be back in about two weeks, so until then, talk to us on Facebook. Send an email to lovethatsongpodcast at gmail.com or write a review on Podchaser or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. All of our previous shows can be found on our website, lovethatsongpodcast.com, as well as any place that you can find podcasts. And remember to follow the show so that you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to this edition of the I'm in Love With That Song podcast on Back On My Feet by Paul McCartney. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.